Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. In this episode, we're going to talk about what you smell like at work. Huh? <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun one. What is the aroma that your coworkers recognize you by? Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. And uh, just so you know, next week and maybe the one after, I'm heading to the mountains. <laughs> I'm going to go camping with some family and friends. I've been working on RVs all summer, and it's time to get away detach and rejuvenate. Hopefully you can do that too this summer. Get away from the smoke and the heat that we have sure had here in Montana. This is right in the middle of August when I record this in 2021. It's kind of weird. Last summer we wore masks because of a virus. This summer because of the smoke in the air. <laughs> I don't, but we we probably should. Maybe it's why my voice is kind of hoarse. <laughs> We've had smoke in our valley here in Bozeman, Montana since June. Boy, that's too much. Too long. We hear it's not smoky in Colorado like it was last summer, so we're going to go there. <laughs> okay, so maybe you can use the time to go back and listen to some previous episodes, especially if you're married. Go back and re-listen to a few of those marriage tune-up episodes from a little over a year ago. It might be time to give your marriage a tune-up, which we all need to every now and then, right? <laughs> to start off this episode, I'm going to mention a few things and see if you can remember what the fragrances are of the things that I mention. A new car, fresh pine when cutting firewood, or your Christmas tree, <laughs> the ashtray in the smoking area. <laughs> How about burned flux when welding? Exhaust from a diesel truck that does not use diesel exhaust fluid. Kerosene from the startup of an airline jet. Right? How about the smell of fresh cut alfalfa of a wind road field? How about an electrical fire? Now there's a unique smell, right? How about new wood when you're framing a house? How about if you've worked on a transmission, the smell of the transmission, or maybe even the differential oil? There's a unique smell, right? How about when you walk into a pizza restaurant? Auto body paint? Here's one that you may or may not know. Fermenting beer. I like that one. <laughs> or when you walk by or in a coffee shop, or freshly mowed lawn, or how about the smell of a dentist office? <laughs> oh, now, I'm, now I ruined it all, didn't I? <laughs> but they're all very recognizable, aren't they? And if you know anyone who works at any of those businesses, they usually smell like that too. In fact, you might be able to tell what a person does by their fragrance, <laughs> without even having to ask them. Hey, you work at a dairy farm, don't you? Why, well, yeah, I do. How'd you know? <laughs> I 
I was reading 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 17 the other day, and I noticed Paul uses the idiom of fragrance, just like I have been mentioning, and that fragrance you're supposed to have is the aroma of Christ. In other words, when you're at work, is there an aroma of Christ about you that folks recognize that you're a Christian? Do folks know that you know Christ? Now, let me read this to you and see if you agree. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, we are the aroma of death, leading to death, and to the other, the aroma of life, leading to life. Folks around you, using their senses, should be able to tell that you're a Christian. Because that verse says that God diffuses the aroma of Christ and the knowledge of Him through us. Did you catch that in the first part of that verse? Remember it says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His, God's knowledge, in every place. Every place, right? That includes your workplace. He goes on to say, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those, both those that are Christians and those that aren't. And you probably have both where you work. And it ends with, your aroma is such that leads to life. Hmm. Have you ever been around someone new, and within a short period of time, you just kind of know they were a Christian? When I'm working on RVs, and I do several service calls a day, I can usually get a feeling that this couple or this person that I'm working in their RV with is, is a Christian. And through the conversation, it'll come out. And it's really cool because they just seem to have an aroma, aroma of Christ, which is not through your nose, but probably because the Holy Spirit in them is the same Holy Spirit that's in me. And those two are somehow connecting And then we start chatting, and we always, I mean, always have a wonderful conversation, wonderful conversation about Christ and what he's doing in in our lives and how he has changed our life for the better. You know, it just could be their actions or their demeanor or their attitude, and maybe even some choice words that just seem to emanate that they were saved from their sins and confident of their future. You know, usually the conversation is kind of turns to about how horrible things are going on in the world right now. But then it always turns to, or it should, about how we're to maintain joy through all of this because God is working and these things are all pointing towards the return of Christ. In fact, Jesus himself said, in this life, you will have troubles. There will be tribulations. There will be troubles. He said, but be of good cheer. Because I have overcome them all, and I will be with you always. And we're to be of good cheer and have this underlying level of joy 
because we're Christians and we know that Jesus wins in the end and that all of this is leading towards a purpose. We can read about that in the book of Revelation and several other places in Scripture because it's really amazing to see all these things coming true that are in the Bible. And it's going to get more and more rapid-fire things coming true, coming soon, I think. It's all good because God will take care of us. No need to be fearful. He promises. Okay, back to what you smell like, (laughs) which hopefully does have an attitude of joy. You know, joy and happiness are different. So happiness can come and go. You can be happy one minute and sad the next, but there should always be a level of joy because your eternity is secure in Christ and the Holy Spirit is making you inside better and better, more and more like Him and taking on the attributes of Christ. A couple of podcasts ago, we talked about that. So part of your aroma is what Jesus said, be of good cheer. Boy, that'll make you stand out, right? <laughs> like a light in a dark room. Do you emanate a sense of joy to others? Do you have a cheerful attitude when you're talking to others? Can people around you tell that you have the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the things that he gives, such as that good cheer and abundant life and John 10, 10, he promises, life to the full, hope, peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Do you know that hope and peace are what is most lacking in the world today? I read a study about that. People are saying, what's lacking in the world? And that's the top two. Jesus alone gives us both of those. Wouldn't it be cool to pass those two on to others? by having them ask you about the hope that you have. And you should have a ready answer to give them that will involve the gospel of Christ. You know, the hardest working, blue jeans wearing Christian (laughs) that was one of the apostles of Jesus Christ said that. I'm talking about Peter. In 1 Peter 3.15, he said, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that is in you. Now let's look at that real quick. It says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. What does that mean? The word sanctify means to set apart. Jesus should be the focus of your life. Another way of saying that is, You should have the aroma of Christ and that people recognize that aroma when they're around you. And it says, and always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that's in you. Can they see that you have hope, good cheer, joy, peace? (laughs) Those are all things that they should be able to recognize in you. Are you getting it? (laughs) Hope so. Just as a person working in any of those places that I listed in the early part of this podcast can be recognizable by the aroma of their workplace. And someone might ask them about their job. 
so should you have the aroma and knowledge of Jesus and the hope and abundant eternal life that only he gives. Now, the next verse there that Peter said tells how to talk to them, or at least the attitude that you should have. You should talk to them with gentleness and respect. Can you do that? Some versions say meekness and fear. I just like to say gentleness and respect for them. Same thing. And you know what? Peter even knows how people can be. And he answers that because you're probably thinking the same thing. He says, when they scoff at you and even call you an evildoer. (laughs) Some people today call you names like that because you stand by what God's word said. They say you have hate speech or intolerant or who knows what. You know what I mean? But he goes on to say, but maintain your good conduct in Christ, because at some point they're going to be ashamed at what they said to you. Yeah, read it yourself. First Peter 3, 15 through 17. He even ends with, for it's better to suffer through those kinds of comments maintaining your stance with the will of God and to give in or succumb to what they're saying. So I would encourage you to read that. First Peter 3, just do 13 through 17. Now I want to circle back to that 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 17 passage and take a look at just that very last part in verse 17 where Paul was talking about having the aroma or fragrance of Christ at your job and in your family and when you're camping with family and friends. (laughs) Hopefully I can remember that next few weeks. But it ends by saying, remember this, the words that come out of your mouth should be a glory to God. It says that we are to speak in the sight of God in Christ. That's how he ends that passage. And God will help us with what to say. So don't worry about that. When the time comes, God will help you. That's a promise that he gives in several places in Scripture. But just remember that your actions are being watched by God, and you're to be a representative of Christ. He placed you right there in that conversation to show the others the aroma of Christ. Can you buck up and do that? (laughs) Give it a try. The more you do, the more easier it gets and the more confident you have. I found that out, and you will too. You'll have more confidence. Speaking bold, as Paul said, the knowledge of Christ. That's what you learned with all those Bible passages you've been reading, all those sermons you've been sitting there listening to. (laughs) There's your chance to put them to use. There's your chance to put on the Bible and those sermons like blue jeans and go to work and have the fragrance or aroma of Christ in your job. Represent Jesus well, please. You're doing so as a glory to God. And remember, I wrote a book called Your Glorious Endeavor, 
how to glorify God, be well-pleasing to Him, and worship Him acceptably, which you can get on Amazon or anywhere Christian books are sold. Or just email me and I'll send you one. Kevin at BlueJeansChristian.com Okay, folks, have a nice next few weeks. Be a glory to Him. See you later.